direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the dogs home to the championship game. Guys, welcome to another episode of Draft Daily. I got a really special guest, uh, Charles McDonald. You can find him on Twitter, at 4Verts. He's part of the Setting the Edge podcast. He does football breakdowns for Football Outsiders and the Falcoholic. This man has grade A takes on football. His rap takes are pretty terrible, but we're going to talk about that another <laughs> time. Charles, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, thanks for having me on. And I, I, I got good rap takes. I got the best rap takes. So I don't know, man. We we almost had to have have words when you started insulting Eminem all over Twitter, man. That's that, well, that's my so, boy. Well, it's just so funny because like you have everyone who comes out and defends Eminem looks the same, and I think that's so funny to me. Like when I just start, like I mean, I don't really give a crap about Eminem, but it's just so funny to see you know, you say something bad about him, you got like thirty thousand white dudes in your mentions. No, 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 no. He's actually the best. So I don't know. It's just funny to me. Well, I mean, I, of course, I ended up falling in that category myself. <laughs> but listen, you you live in Atlanta or are you just an Atlanta fan? Uh, I live in Baltimore, originally from Atlanta, though. Okay. And so you've been watching Georgia forever, right? Forever, yeah. yeah. So t- today we're going to talk about Sonny Michelle. Um, this guy has shot up draft boards, especially after his big Rose Bowl performance, where I don't know if everyone really knew who he was before that. I mean, people who study the game did, but he wasn't a national name. And he's really blown up in part because of his speed and home run ability. You know, is that the first thing that jumps out to you? And do you think that's his best trait? To me, his best trait is, I, I guess, his agility and ability to make people miss. And I think he sets up his blocks really well too, because Georgia they run just about they run just about every blocking scheme that you see in you know traditional offenses like powers, counters, outside zone, inside zone, and he excelled in, in everything that they asked him to do. So I, I think the, his ability to set his blockers up and his ability to make people miss on the second and third levels is, is really, really sets him apart. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think part of what makes his ability to make people miss on the second and third levels is his home run speed. Um, and then once he kind of has, because he gets to that second gear incredibly quickly. So one, once he's in the second level and he's at that second gear, I don't feel like anyone else is moving quite as quick as him. And then any little movement he has seems to make a defender miss. Do you have any concerns about his transition to the NFL because of how good his offensive line was? I mean, when you look at that team, they probably got wins going to be what a late first, early second round guy. They got a couple other guys that'll probably be future NFL players, and a lot of his big runs are through massive holes. I I, I agree with you, and we'll talk about division more in a minute. But do you have any concerns about transitioning to the NFL when he came from such a good offensive line? No, because he played with worse offensive lines throughout his career at Georgia. Like the year that uh, when Nick Chubb got hurt in the Tennessee game, like that that wasn't a great offensive line, and you got to see him really carry, see him be the focal point of an offense because. You know, Chubb had that just devastating knee injury, and uh, Michelle kind of took over the load for them. So, I, I think you've you've seen him play with poor offensive line and a, a poor offensive coordinator because Brian Schottenheimer was the uh, offensive coordinator that year, and it, it was just kind of a just just a, a mess offensively. You, you got you got to see him like produce like in lead back, you know. In that circumstance, and then he's still splitting carries with Chubb two years later. But I, I think when you look at the when you look on the film, I just don't really see any negatives to his game really like he's just he's just such a complete back to me and uh i, I think like he's i think i think he's gonna thrive in, in the next level 
Yeah, I agree with you 100% in terms of his offensive line. I mean, the fact that he's following blocks, he's reading his blocks, like you said, they run, run all different kinds of games. I think that's a huge confidence boost for me that I don't really think it necessarily matters who he runs behind that he's going to have success. And I'll tell you, I'm a Jets fan, and you don't have to tell me how bad Brian Schottenheimer is. It's a joke that he has <laughs> another offense of coordinator position, man. Every every time he runs a play, I'm like, that that can't be what you intended. But it, Oh, it, yeah. It's, it's it was brutal. So like what when I when I knew when Sony Michelle he was balling out. Like if like if you want to see someone just take over a game, you gotta watch. I think it's the 2015 game, the 2015 game versus Tennessee. So after Chubb gets hurt, Sony Michelle just takes over. And like if you just want to watch a guy kind of fight through some horrific play calling, uh, you should definitely watch like the back half of that season because he was all he was really taking over. Yeah, and I hate to be so negative to start off with Michelle because I'm I'm with you. I think. There's very few holes in his game. I just want to point out a couple things that people could possibly talk about and whether or not they're legitimate concerns. The thing that I've been hearing recently is people expect him to test poorly. Is this a concern of yours? I don't think he's a poor athlete. I mean, he's not like he, he's not freaky like you know like Todd Gurley was like when he came out. Even though we didn't we don't we didn't have testing times on Gurley, but you know you can watch him. He's a freak, but uh, I, I don't I don't really see his athletic testing being an issue for him at all. You know, it, as long as he hits like sub four five five on the forty eight, I think that's really the only thing that matters matters for him. Yeah, I agree with you. And like even if his agility scores weren't the best, I. I think it's not necessarily the most important aspect of his game. His agility reminds me some of Dalvin Cook, which of course is going to be, oh man, Dalvin Cook tested terribly, so he's going to test terribly. And I kind of more mean that is his moves don't necessarily have to be the most sudden to get defenders out of position in order to blow by them. Um, yeah, and I think I think with running back testing in general, I, I think you can kind of look just look at the tape with running backs because you, you can look at Kareem Hunt. He didn't have a great combine, and uh, you know we just saw the rookie year that he had. Uh, Devontae Freeman's another guy who didn't have a great combine, and he's uh, the highest played players in the NFL. So with I mean even Ezekiel, like he had a pretty decent forty time, but the rest of his testing was just kind of okay. So. I, I think with running backs, you just kind of have to trust your eyes on the tape because I don't really think the athletic testing correlates too much with that. And to follow up on that, I mean, last year's class was one of the worst athletic classes ever according to the test numbers, and it had one of the most successful rookie years ever. So I think kind of the the numbers back up that, you know, the, the testing numbers aren't the most important thing when it comes to running backs and, you know, their, their ability to make people miss and their abilities to read block and catch the football are, are all very important things more than just necessarily a 40 time. So with Michelle, there are two things that get me really excited about him. One is his blocking. Like he's, he might be the best pass blocking running back I've watched. Uh, he, he can take on linebackers, defensive linemen, blitz in corners. I mean, that Alabama game, he took on uh, De'Aaron Payne head up, and he did a great job. He did he took on Micah Fitzpatrick, um, who's one of the best blitzing players of the secondary in the country, and he had no problem with it. The Notre Dame game, he finished a block, which I know is a super popular debate on Twitter, whether or not <laughs> finishing is the most important thing. But you don't ever see running backs finish blocks, but he, he tossed the defender down like it was nothing. So do you agree with me that his pass blocking is a huge plus for him? And can you think of another guy with his that kind of home run ability that's also an elite pass blocker? Yeah, I mean, uh, the the thing with being a good pass blocker is you, that that's how you get on the field for third down. Like that's how you get your coach trusty because you can't go out there and just run you know five in protections every time and you know you have all these receivers running downfield. You, you're gonna have to have a, a back end there to block sometimes. So. If you're a guy who can block, that means your coach is going to trust you to get on the field on third down, and that means 
uh, that's going to be more opportunities for you to catch passes, you know, third and short, third and long or, or whatever, what have you. So I think that that's going to be a huge plus for his ability to, I, I guess, get involved with game plans early, uh, looking from an offensive side. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's a huge plus for him and that should give coaches some, I guess, assurances that he can come in and be a three-down player if you take him early in the draft. And in terms of who who that home run ability reminds me of with the blocking, kind of like I thought Derrick Henry was a really good blocker at Alabama, and I think we've seen him, him have some serious, serious home run ability in the NFL so far. So that's kind of who it reminds me of in that sense. So that's interesting because that's not a comparison you would get if you just looked at the two of them standing next to each other, that they have similar games. But with Michelle, I agree with you that he's he's a three down back. I mean, the fact that he can block like that is going to get him on the field real quickly. Uh, we see rookie running backs all the time come and have no idea how to pass block and they can't get on the field on third down. And You know, his first and second down ability, like we talked about earlier, with his vision and, and speed and ability to run between the tackles, that that's all big-time stuff right there. With receiving, I know he, he had, what, five catches this year or something like that? Um, yeah. Is that a concern for you? I know he had 20 catches the previous two years. I think that he's going to be able to catch the football. I think he needs to develop a route tree a little bit. Uh, he's I think he's right now kind of more of a dump-off guy, running out, run routes in the flat then kind of split out wide. Is that something you think he can develop? And how do you feel about that aspect of his game? Yeah, I, I think that's something that he can develop because I just it's not something that if you haven't seen him do it, it doesn't mean that he can't do it. And I think that's, you know, that's something to keep in mind with just about every prospect you look for at, at any position. And, you know, just because you haven't seen someone do something over and over again doesn't mean that they can't do it. So I, I think, yeah, when you look at his, uh, the way that he's able to move without the ball and with the ball, he does kind of have, I guess, the profile to be a receiver, receiving back like Tevin Coleman, I guess, if you want to, if I want to stick with my favorite team, the Falcons, and, and go with that, like a, a comparison for that team. But yeah, with Sony, he could definitely develop that. And when you have somebody who can move in the open field, like that, you've got to try at least. So I think Georgia kind of wanted to keep their passing game simple for Jake Fromm this year. Like a lot of their stuff was just single read, uh, like high-low reads where you just read in the corner and then you're just throwing it to whoever he doesn't cover. So usually those plays don't involve running backs. They involve your boundary receivers and your tight ends. Uh, So you're not really going to have too many opportunities for them to, uh, I guess, exploit in the pass game. But we just see a nice play by Sony in the uh, the Rose Bowl where he caught a touchdown pass. So I think it's kind of like with those Alabama backs or Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry and Eddie Lacy, they all showed some ability to catch the ball in the NFL that they didn't show in college. So I think it's just more like an opportunity thing than something that you can or can't do. Yeah, I think that's a really good point to bring up in general with prospects is you could, just because someone hasn't done something doesn't mean you can necessarily assume that they can't do it. Kind of want to look at their skill set, and he's got the skill set that would profile as a, as a really good receiving running back. Like you said, Tevin Coleman has had some of the most explosive plays out of the backfield in the NFL. So, I mean, I'm with you with Sonny Michelle. I, I really don't see a whole lot of flaws when I look at his game. The, the one flaw that I think is legitimate is that he fumbles a little bit too much. I mean, one out of every 55 touches has been a fumble in his yeah. career. Um, and that's a concern, especially with rookie running backs, because once they start putting the ball on the ground, coaches can get a little nervous. But I think other than that, you know, he, he's an incredibly well-rounded running back prospect that is probably right up there in the, the RB2 conversation in terms of the draft in general. I think he's the best, honestly. I, I like him that much. The best after Saquon Barkley is assume. I'm assuming what you meant. No, including Saquon. I got be. I got my own beast with Saquon, including uh, how Lamar Jackson is a better runner than him. But uh, we'll save those takes for later. <laughs> 
that that is something we need to talk about at some point in life. <laughs> so with Michelle, you, you have him as the best running back in the class. Right now, he he's right there with guys for me for RB2 overall. Do you have an ideal landing spot for him? Yeah, I think a, a perfect landing spot for him would be somewhere that kind of needs a, a starting running back, someone somewhere that has an offense in place, and he can kind of just be this immediate spark plug. So I think the San Francisco 49ers would be like a perfect landing spot for him. You know, you get uh, Kyle Shanahan, who has a good eye for running back talent and can coordinate the hell of an offense. You got Bobby Turner, who is just – Coach every he's coached every good running back not every good running back but a lot of good running backs in the past twenty years like from Terrell Davis all the way through Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman like through that tree and Alfred Morris Selvin Young all those guys so I think to get him in that group of guys and you have a quarterback who's already ready to go you just have a, a nice little young duo on offense with Jimmy G and uh, Sony Michelle so I think the 49ers would be a perfect fit for him I, I mean I love that fit the Shanahan's in general are like you talked about are known for developing running backs and getting the most out of them and and if you get the most out of Sonny Michelle he's going to be a, a star NFL running back so do you think that's uh what early round two or would you take him round one there I, I guess early round two just because I mean, I, I personally would take him in the top 15. I wouldn't have a problem with that, but I don't think the NFL is going to value him the same way. So I think if he's there at the top of round two, then yeah, definitely pull the trigger on that. Charles, thank you so much for joining us, man. I, we just talked about one of my favorite players. I really appreciate you coming on. Guys, he's Charles McDonald. You can follow him at 4Verts on Twitter. Tune in next time as Charles is going to join us again because he did not have enough fun talking Georgia running back. So we have to bring it back and talk Nick Chubb. Thanks, guys. Sing about, sing about Hollywood, sing about, sing about Hollywood, sing.